It's Thursday, August 8th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, we're diving into a new climate change report from the UN that says our food supply might be in danger. We'll connect the dots on why trees and agriculture are driving factors and why we need to do some global damage control. Then, nearly 700 people were arrested in a massive immigration raid in Mississippi. We'll give you the details. And finally, why presidential candidates from far and wide are heading to Iowa. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. The most complicated story today is about climate change, and specifically, land. A new UN climate change report dropped today. A group of scientists have put out a few climate change reports now, but this one is different. It's the first time UN scientists researched how the way we use land, from cutting down forests to raising animals for meat, is changing the planet. And with close to 8 billion people and counting, our impact on land is massive. The report says humans have damaged around a quarter of the ice-free land on Earth. Yikes. There's a lot to unpack here, and the future of the world is literally on the line. So today we're going to get into what scientists say we're doing wrong when it comes to managing land and how we can limit the damage. First, the report. This was a big undertaking. 107 experts from 52 countries wrote it. And it's making headlines because everyone has an impact on land use, whether it's for housing, for food or fuel, for business or for recreation. Two factors that have an impact on climate change are trees and food. Humans have been clearing forests for firewood or to use the land to raise crops or animals since forever. And clearly, that's still happening. But as the population grows, doing that has greater consequences. And they're getting more pronounced with climate change. You know the whole trees produce oxygen and take in carbon dioxide thing from science class? Save the rainforest, tree hugger, those are literally the anthems of climate change activists. But what you might not have thought about is that the roots of trees hold soil in place. And when they're gone, the soil can wash away especially when rising sea levels and coastal storms dump too much water on land. And that can destroy buildings and makes land less capable of growing things in the future. Another problem with cutting down trees? Desertification. When otherwise healthy land turns into a desert. That's also getting worse with climate change. When temps rise and droughts get worse, the land dries out and can't grow food. So people go hungry. And they leave the places they live in search of food. These migrants are known as climate refugees. They may also be escaping flooding or places torched by forest fires. If you think immigration is a loaded issue now, just wait. Another big problem is food. What we grow or raise on that land after we cut down the trees. Do we plant crops or do we raise animals for meat? Here's a fun fact. Beef and beans both contain protein. But getting the same amount of protein from beef produces 44 times more greenhouse gases. Basically, beans give you more bang for your carbon buck. And that's a big deal because livestock accounts for over 14% of global greenhouse gas emissions. That's about the same as the emissions from all of the trucks and cars and airplanes and ships around the world, combined. And one last thing, food waste. Close to 30% of all food that's produced is being thrown out. So all those resources of land, water, emissions are literally for nothing. So what can we do to solve these problems? Globally, scientists say communities should be making some changes. 
Things like using clean energies like wind and solar instead of wood for everything from heating homes to cooking food to running power plants. When it comes to trees, replanting them in certain areas can prevent soil from drying up or eroding and reduce greenhouse gases. Even better, cut down less trees moving forward. And when it comes to food, farmers can also switch to growing perennial crops that come back each year. They need less upkeep and they grow deeper roots. And that keeps the soil intact and reduces erosion. As far as food goes, if you want to help the planet, eat less meat, buy less food, and pack your leftovers for lunch. So what's the skim? From cutting down trees to overworking the land, the way humans use land is a significant driver of climate change. And the climate change we're already feeling is making things worse, and we'll keep doing so. But all isn't lost. Dr. Valerie Massandamont worked on the report, and we think she skimmed it pretty well. There are solutions in the hands of farmers. There are solutions in the hands of each of us when we buy the food and we prepare food at home and we avoid wasting food as well. If you want to learn more about what you can do to fight climate change, check out our guide on food security and climate change on our app. You can find that in your app store. And we have more info on our website about how climate change can affect your wallet at theskim.com slash money. Yesterday, hundreds were arrested in the biggest immigration raid in the U.S. in over a decade. That's next. The Skim HQ hopes that your out-of-office reply has been on as much as possible this summer. But we hope that you're not only using that downtime to catch some sun. We want you to make the most of your downtime by using it to improve your financial health. Together with our friends at Fidelity, we've created guides that will help you say aloha to better money habits and ciao to bad money moves. Things like how to build your safety net, how to get better at budgeting, and the one-on-one on saving for a vacation. To get all that and much more, head on over to theskim.com summer. That's the skim with two M's dot com slash summer. About 680 immigrants were taken into custody yesterday as part of a mass raid of seven food processing plants across Mississippi. Authorities say they were in the country illegally or didn't have the right documentation to work in the U.S. Mississippi is the fifth largest producer of chicken in the country. And the difficult, sometimes dangerous processing jobs are usually filled by immigrants. Here's Mike Hurst, the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of Mississippi. While we do welcome folks from other countries, they have to follow our laws. They have to abide by our rules. They have to come here legally, or they shouldn't come here at all. This was the largest immigration raid since 2006, when Immigration and Customs Enforcement detained more than 1,200 people on the same day. This is also the largest raid since President Trump took office. It had apparently been in the works for a while. ICE has been investigating the plans for about a year, and hundreds of government agents flew in for the raid days in advance. Employees who didn't have work documentation were taken to Mississippi's National Guard base. Today, ICE said they've released about half of those arrested, but they will still have to go to immigration court. The rest are still in custody. If they've already received orders to leave the country, they'll be deported. But the owners of the food processing plants could face consequences, too. ICE says they're going to investigate the companies for tax, document, and wage fraud. And they could face charges. Last year, there were similar raids in Ohio and Tennessee. The owner of the plant in Tennessee was recently sentenced to 18 months in prison. But two of the companies in Mississippi say they used E-Verify, 
That's a government system that confirms whether people are allowed to work in the U.S. by checking their social security numbers. Sometimes immigrants will use someone else's. The impact is not just on the companies. The communities in Mississippi where this latest raid took place are reeling. CBS News talked to one child whose father was arrested in yesterday's raids. Governments, please put your heart. Let my parents be free with the, everybody else, please. An ICE spokesperson said he didn't know how many of the detained immigrants had children at home. Until those kids can be reunited with their parents, a local superintendent said their school district is ready to help. Today is the first day of the Iowa State Fair. You know, carnival rides, blue ribbons for huge zucchinis, something called a hot beef sundae. A million people are expected to show up, including a bunch who want to be president. The fair began back in 1854, but when President Dwight Eisenhower made it a stop on his re-election campaign in the 1950s, he started a trend that continues to this day. So why Iowa? Iowa is the first state where people vote in the presidential primaries. That means, for candidates, spending time on the ground in Iowa is key. And this year, almost everyone is going to be there. 22 Democrats and one Republican. You can expect some good photo ops. Back in 2007, former President Barack Obama rode bumper cars with his daughter. In 2015, President Trump arrived by helicopter and offered kids free rides. There have been some gaffes, too. It's where Mitt Romney said that corporations are people back in 2011. Yeah, that didn't help. Trump isn't scheduled to attend this year, but the Iowa GOP plans to set up a photo booth where people can pose with a cutout of him. For more on the road to 2020 and all about the candidates who are running, you can check out theskim.com slash 2020. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from northern Ukraine, specifically the Chernobyl exclusion zone. You might have caught the HBO series about the massive nuclear disaster that took place there in 1986. It's been uninhabited and unused ever since. But scientists are starting to change that. They started a small farm inside the area to study crop growth and are now using the rye grain they grew to make alcohol. Big surprise, it's vodka. They want to sell it to tourists visiting the area. And they're hoping to put the profits back into helping the local community. The grain is slightly radioactive, but apparently the distillation process gets rid of that, so they say it's totally safe to drink. But the researchers are still calling it atomic vodka. Cheers to that. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks again for listening, and be sure to hit subscribe and rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow, we've got a special episode for you where we'll be diving into all those crazy deepfake videos you may have been seeing online. Definitely something worth talking about as you head into your weekend. Catch you then.